Boom, bam, bop. Bada bop, boom. Pow, we back. Hey, we back. You know, I had to do a super hot fire intro for a super <laughs> hot fire show, Jay. And as usual, viewer discretion is advised. Because if you can't handle the heat, Jay, what? what? Stay out the kitchen! the kitchen! We back with another episode of Hidden Takes, man. You know, we are, we a day late, but, you know, better late than never, as they say, Jay. A lot of news to cover. Uh, the COVID virus is rampant right now, man, around the league. But just a lot of news and moving parts in general. Teams obviously can make trades now. That deadline has passed. A lot of rumors going around, Jay, and let's get right to it, Jay. But first of all, first and foremost, how you doing, Jay? I'm doing good, brother. Very happy to be here talking to you, my brother, as always, man. Sure. And I honestly, like how you said, Jay, like I'm just ready to talk about some hoop, just ready to get into this uh, to this drama, man, because there's a lot going on around the league, Jay. It's a lot. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get it right into it, Jay. And first order of business, man. And you know I'm excited to talk about this one. Golden State Warriors Stephen Curry, man, made history on Tuesday night in the grandest stage of, the, of, of all things in basketball. You know, the Mecca, um, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Curry broke Ray Allen's uh, three-point record in the first quarter of the game versus the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, man. Uh, the shot gave him 2,974 successful three-pointers as a professional Um just absolutely just incredible. And I, I mean, to any just hoop fan, just watching this guy just blossom, especially being a Warrior fan, man. Uh, I've always had a connection to Steph. Um, just seeing him kind of just as an unranked player and and just underrated, in my opinion, and, and to where he is being officially the greatest shooter of all time, man, is truly incredible. I mean, I, I always kind of check myself and make sure I'm not taking this stuff for granted, as any hoop fan uh, should. But, Jay, how what are your thoughts on that historic record and, and kind of what it means to the league and everything, maybe even to you, Jay? I mean, honestly, Jay, I, 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 I tweeted something out about this. I was like, it's crazy that, you know, he got the record. Like, that's crazy. But, like, the part that blows my mind is the amount of games, right? The, the, the gap between Curry and... Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Like, I believe yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't have them never right in front of me, so I don't want to, you know, be crazy misspeaking, but I believe Reggie and Ray's in the thousands and Curry is in like the 900 and something. So just the amount of games, man, yeah. that Curry reached that, that reached that number one spot. It's just, it, it, it's, it's honestly the most impressive thing to me. And it just shows like the, the trajectory of this game and how he changed it, man. You know, I was, I, I, I was talking to my girl yesterday. I was just, I was explaining her like how, Kids nowadays, they want to shoot. They want to shoot the threes. They want to wear the yeah. curries. They want to shoot the step backs. They, they, you know, at the, the there's no more layup line. The layup line. They're trying to shoot threes and all this. And that's because mm -hmm. Stephen Curry changed the, the the trajectory of this game around like the 2015, 2016, and that's when he started changing it. And now that this game is what we know now. It's you know come down court and the and the highest efficient shot is a three. And and mm -hmm. and it's just it's just crazy, man. And that just all led by Stephen Curry and. Tuesday night was literally him making history and him putting him his 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 self in the spot that I don't think is the record's ever going to get beat. I just don't think the record will ever wow. get beat. Yeah. And I say that because Curry has so much game to go still, and he's yeah. and he just now passed him. So man, mm -hmm. honestly, I mean, hats off to I mean what we can all say is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, it, and the thing is that Jay, like, I mean, even. The way the reason I think maybe it could be broken and maybe it's a huge maybe, but I think just now you're seeing guys just like you said, guys are coming into the league shooting like seven, eight threes a game, like uh, sorry, seven or eight uh, threes a game, and it's just like man, they're they may be shooting more than may have more volume than even when Steph came in because he wasn't shooting that many threes, but at the efficiency and the clip and the amount of games that he did it in, I don't think they'll, they'll ever be able to do that. So uh, I agree, man. He just he changed the game, bro. And and uh, there's nothing, not much else to say about that. Just truly incredible player, incredible shooter. But uh, let's let's keep it pushing here, Jay. And man, I I, I just think this Zion story is just getting out of hand. Uh, 20 minutes ago, as we're recording this episode on, on December 
2021, um, Sham Sharnia reports Pelican star Zion Williams under went an injection in his injured right foot in order to promote healing and will be reevaluated in four to six weeks, man. Damn. It's just at this point, man, I, I really, Jay, I'm just, I don't see Zion playing this season and it's really unfortunate, not only for the league, but just for the Pelicans who, who invested their whole future into him and, and not to take anything away, like injuries happen, but he's at this point in his career, he's been injured and out more games than he's played, man. Jay, hi, what are your thoughts on this, bro? I'm, I'm getting frustrated with that. I'm right there with you, Jay. I'm, I'm honestly getting pretty frustrated with, with Zion and the whole Pelicans uh, organization, yeah. man, because uh, yeah. since, since, you know, since, since the offseason, you know, David Griffin came out and he said, oh, Zion had this uh, little uh, ankle, uh, this little foot surgery over the, over the summer, but he'll be good. He'll be ready to go by the time the first game of the season rolls around. First game of the season rolls around, he wasn't anywhere ready to go. And then he gave an update, I believe, about like two weeks into the season saying, oh, yeah, Zion is going to be uh, re- uh, reevaluated in about like a week or two. So he just keeps pushing it back. And like to me, yeah. that just looks like a desperate man that just doesn't want the media coming down on uh, on him and on Zion and just the whole Pelicans organization. So he's just saying stuff to keep pushing it back, pushing it back, man. But like one thing, you know, one thing my mom always used to tell me growing up as, as a kid was like, the 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 lie is eventually going to run out like the lies eventually yeah. going to run out and i think that's what that, that that's what that's what's happening over there with david griffin and the pelicans organization man they, they just keep lying to say zion will be back in one week in two weeks and in, in four weeks and then the time runs up and zion's still not ready to go man so i just think honestly it's it's something bigger than what we know you know, the uh, uh, people that are outside the locker room, I think it's something bigger than what we know, because, you know, JJ, JJ Reddick spent his last season before he retired in New Orleans. And when uh, I mean, before he got traded to the Mavs, but uh, when before he went to the Mavs and he was in New Orleans, he yeah. came out, he came out and said, Zion needs to lose weight. He's in the locker room. He's with Zion. He yeah. sees Zion. And for him to say mm-hmm. that, man, I think that's that's huge. And that's telling. that's that's telling. Exactly. Yeah, right? it's no, scary. For real. For real. And Jay, the, and the thing is, when I when I see that is like, bro, if your teammates are saying that and you're a professional, you got to take that shit personally and be like, man, there's something there's a change I need to make in my diet, whether it's my seriousness when I'm in the weight room, just conditioning and overall, you got to make that implement, implement that change. And even the people around you got to be the, the, the like you said, the Pelicans organizations, their trainers, everyone involved in, in Zion's life got to be positive influences and for like push him because he's obviously young, like whether or not like he's still a kid, like he's young in the league, like he's young just as an individual. But in the league, when you're a professional, man, you got to mature fast and, and you, you got to make these changes to be the best to perform to the best of your ability and be maintain the top level fitness because you're paid to do that so that's exactly what you got to do but jay just wanted to talk about that just breaking news that we got out of uh the pelicans camp um so as we keep it pushing forward this is kind of this news that i'm about to tell you is going to lead us to our new segment that we're going to be introducing today um which we've been kind of doing in 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 a similar fashion but it's going to be different so in this move it's called buyers sellers and holders and jay i'm going to ask you about top eight seeds currently as the seasons are or as the standings are in the league right now one through eight in the east and western conference and just asking you about these potential names that i'm going to throw out to you here and just in general and moves about positions um and things that this team these teams may need to address or may not like like i said buyers sellers or holders so jay this news leads us into the segment um the Knicks and Lakers are among a group of teams interested in Ben Simmons. Um, and then moving uh, after that, um, teams are pursuing Piston star Jeremy Grant. Um, so these are two big names, obviously Ben Simmons being the bigger name of these two. Um, and then, but not to mention Jeremy Grant, they list him here as a star um, in Sham, Sham Sharani's inside <laughs> press. But I, I want to go as far to say, Jay, I want to go as far as to say Jeremy Grant's a star, but he's definitely a really good role player, like on a competing team. Maybe on the Pistons, he is a star, but on a competitive championship roster, he's going to be your third, maybe fourth guy, maybe even pushing a second, but I think that's pushing it um, to an extent. But uh, Jay, so what? Uh, so let's move, let's start to the, the same team. Um, the first team here, and that's the Warriors um, in the West. 
buyers, sellers, or holders? Holders. Come on, man. If it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then let's let's shift it over to a team that I'm interested. So we're gonna go east, west, east, west, east. Okay. Um, the first seed, twenty eight and twenty and eight, Brooklyn Nets. Buyers, sellers, or holders. You know what, man? As as much as you know, as much as I want to <laughs> say holders, because they're in the number one seed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I kind of want to say I kind of want to say buyers, man, because okay. I think I yeah. think that they I think that they're missing they're missing uh, I mean they're missing a Kyrie Irving, of course, but they, we we're not getting Kyrie in my opinion. I don't think we're seeing Kyrie play this season anymore. And Patty Mills has been has been filling up has been coming up stepping up great. I'll actually talk a little bit about Patty Mills later, but I think that Patty Mills is not a championship finals point guard. I don't know if he really is that, and you know, and maybe he could prove me wrong, but he has never proven uh, pr- proven himself to be a a finals point guard on, on the team like on a team like the Nets man so for the Nets I kind of I kind of want to say that they would be buyers and I mean I think Ben Simmons would be great in that situation as well mm-hmm. you know they need they need to fix their defense they need to work on the defense and that's exactly what Ben Simmons brings so I I'd very un, uh, unlikely that it will happen but for the Nets I will say buyers because they need okay, that point guard but position. for the Nets like what you you'd say uh Ben Simmons are like what if, what if you can't get a level of Ben Simmons like I, are you thinking a, a center or what kind of position need, I mean, do they, do they need it, to feel like a big man? Or? It would be great. It, it would be great if they can't, if they can't land a Ben Simmons, I think that's the number one option, but if they can land that. I think it'd be great to take advantage of this Pacer situation and get a player mm-hmm. like Miles Turner. I think that'll be great. Okay. I mean, Miles Turner, Oof. you could put him in anywhere, man, but yeah. I mean, that would just make the Nets deadly on offense, on defense. It would be no stopping them. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like logistically that would be the hardest. Like, what do they have to offer uh, yeah, assets wise? Exactly. But no, I think it get Miles Turner, right? Right, sure. All right, let's talk about um, the second seed as it sits right now in the West. Phoenix Suns buyers, sellers, holders. I think I think holders, man, because as as crazy it is, like their roster. It's not like their roster is just like so much more talented than everybody. They have a good roster, don't get me wrong, but they fit very well together, man. So don't yeah. don't touch nothing. Just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, agree with you right there, holders as well. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, nineteen and eleven, second seed in the East right now. Buyers, sellers, holders, right? Man, they they should have let go of PJ, but because they because they did uh, that was that was yeah. a mistake. That was a mistake right there. Still yeah. on it, but. Because they did, man. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and go with with holders because I just don't know yeah. what what they can get on, on this market mm-hmm. right now, and they have that good team chemistry working out for them. Greed, greed, greed. Holders right now, um, and they're the defending champs too, so they're obviously doing something right. So exactly. if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Jay. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's let's move it to the Utah Jazz, twenty and seven. Uh, buyer sellers, holders, thirteen in the West. Utah Jazz, they they need to hold on to that man. They got something very very special over there in Utah. Yeah. Hold on to it. Don't touch nothing. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, seventeen and ten, third seed in the uh, in the East. Despite all the COVID, I mean, obviously they got two games postponed postponed this week, man. Uh, buyers, sellers, or holders for now. I'm right in the middle. I'm because re- I, I really want to say I really want to say holders because of the big man, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The big the big man is yeah. why I want to say buyers, but I right. but I want I want to say hold because I mean you know how much I believe in the Bulls, but I mean realistically, like as much as I believe, I have to look at the facts in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You need a big man. You need a defense. For those of the listeners li- listening, that's this is John's second team, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. He's a just I'm, right up there with the like. Well, not a right up there with the like. That's the nah, East that, team. That, that, that's yeah, that's that's that, that's my yeah. second favorite team. Expert. I love the Bulls. I, I yeah. love the Bulls, man. But yeah, they yeah. I, I can't I can't be ignorant to the fact they needed rim protection. So I, for yeah. that, I would have to go with buyers. So kind of like a soft, it's soft buyers, buyers. exactly. Yeah, soft buyers, yeah, I feel that. I'm I'm way right there with you. Uh, and then let's move it back to the West. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies went obviously went down to the or no, they took care of business against the. Um, against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland last night, the eight sitting at 18, 11 and four seed in the, in the West buyers, sellers or holders for the Grizzlies. Now I'm going to say holders. And I know people are going to be like, wait, but they could get so much better. The only reason why I'm going to say holders is because they have, you don't want to give up what they have. They have a lot of good young pieces that are going to mess and work together in a couple of years. So you don't want to give that up to, for the potential to be able to win now. I mean, they're not really in win, win now mode, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're on their Mm -hmm. way up. So for yeah. me, I'm gonna say holders. You agree with that? Yeah, I'm. I'm. 
agree with that. Well, there's um, you're you're building for the future there, and you're still. I mean, to be in the fourth seed, especially with Ja out, and to be in the position you're in right now, you got to be extremely happy if you're the uh, Memphis Grizzlies organization right now. So I'm with that uh, all the way, John. But Jay, let's keep it. Switch it to the back to the East with our four seed, the Cleveland Cavaliers sitting at 18 to 12. <laughs> My East squad right now, man. I love watching the Cavaliers play. Rolling right now, led by Darius Garland and, and Evan Mobley and uh, J- um, Jared Allen as well, man. They're playing just great basketball. But ca- Cavaliers, buyers, sellers, or holders. Now, when I say this, it might come off as a hot take, but I'm going to go with buyers, man, and who I'm who I'm looking for them to, to, to pick up. Right. And I know it's like, wow, like they've been playing good with, with what they have. But I, I just I'm not going to rely on a very old K love to keep playing this way. He had a great game the other day, had a great game again against the Miami Heat uh, and really mm-hmm. t- t- took care of him, put him out on his own. But yeah. I think that they could they, they could move him to a, a championship team, you know, because he yeah. could be, he could be much, at, a, much mm-hmm. uh, help to a championship team and get a lot more assets to maybe not only just yeah. build for the future, but maybe even just build for this, uh, for, for this season right here, man. So for the Cavs, I'm going to have to go with buyers. What do you, I'm what do you agree think? With, yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Yep. Buyers as well. Um, you can get a good amount, especially future building pieces. Plus what we already said before the season with the Cavs, they got that front court depth already with Laurie Markkinen, with Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. So you got that reassurance there. Those guys can play all three of those positions. Laurie Markkinen, as you've seen, Jay, on your squad, can play the three. And he defends at a decent level, that level enough high to be to be at the, the stage they're at, 18 and 12 right now. So um, you got to be... You got to be sure and you got to I think you, if you're the Cavaliers you at this position, you know, about how, more than a quarter of way through the season, you got to be happy and say hey, you got to definitely make the playoffs this year, especially as a young team and get that confidence, that feather in your cap of making the playoffs uh, in, in, with all these young guys. So as we keep pushing, Jay, let's go fifth seed in, in the West. And that's the Los Angeles Clippers sitting at 16 and 13 right now. Buyers, sellers or holders for the Clippers. I'm going to go holders only because their best players out, you know, with, with your best player out, I feel like you shouldn't be trying to move too much. You shouldn't be trying to do too much and just leave it to what it is. This season is kind of a wash, you know, Kawhi's Mm -hmm. not here. Let's look forward to next season. Let's get ready and let's hold the roster that we do have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have, I have said this before. I I just personally think the, the Clippers are a pretty deep team despite, and a very underrated deep team at that. Um, I think they're one of the deepest teams in the West just because, They've got guys at multiple positions. Also, they got a great young player in Brandon Boston. Uh, so I think the the Clippers should definitely hold and try to continue to work on on the current roster they have. But they're also got some few future pieces. You know, even Jason Preston, who got injured at the beginning of the season, he's a great young piece that they have to look forward to in the coming years. So definitely hold what you got there. And like you mentioned, Paul George is out right now. So uh, they're they're great in a great position to be in the fifth seed right now in the West. Uh, so let's push it back to the Miami Heat at 17 and 12 in the, in the East as the fifth seed. And Jay, they're a team who's been battling injuries this whole season. I know firsthand, Bam, a member of my squad, really hurts having him out. Jimmy Buckets has been out uh, for a lot of the season and, and most recently. And then, you know, they just got a lot of injuries. Vic Oladipo hasn't played a game this season. So Buyers, sellers, or holders for the Heat. And for the Heat, as much as 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 much as they've been playing good, man, I, I think that I think I'm, I'm gonna go with buyers, man. I'm gonna go with buyers, and the only reason okay. I'm gonna, only reason why I'm gonna go with buyers is because of of how many injuries that that they've been having, man. I think they need to try to add some depth, man, uh, to, to to that team, make the team a little deeper. Uh, but I think that's more gonna come out in the buyout market than it is gonna come in this trade deadline right. market. But um, but I think that to to be able to to uh, combat all these players going down. I mean, it's just too much. It's just too much right now for the, in the heat. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I, yeah, I agree with that, Jay. And I, and I guess we, we should add this little caveat or should I add it at the beginning? It, and it, like you mentioned the buyout market, this could be through buyout market okay. free agency uh, or like a waiver claim. So I should have mentioned that before, but yeah, no, that's a definitely a good thing. And I think it would be, that they a team like the Heat would be through the buyout market. I mean, 
matter of fact, they picked up Dwayne Dredman, I believe, as a free agent or during the, the buyout. So um, you get you can get some veterans like that if you're a team like the Heat. Uh, I think that would only boost your rocket or your roster because if you're the Heat, you're not looking to add a big name or make a big splash like that. I think your big splash was already K Lau um, in the offseason. So uh, I think you're good on that. And then Jay, let's let's switch it over to the other LA team, a team who let's be honest, the team who runs LA. I mean, despite what Clippers say, there's way more Laker fans anyway. So uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, 16 and 13, um, six seed, uh, coming off a huge win last night um, off the off the back or the, the hand of Austin Reeves. When no, no game we're going to be talking about later. But, Jay, Lakers, buyers or sellers or holders, man, I, I'm excited to hear what you got to say about the Lakers. All right. Now, I'm going to say holders only because this is the most realistic answer. They don't have anything to offer. They don't realistically have enough. THT? But for but I mean okay so, so so the other day we were talking Kendrick Nunn yeah we, okay yeah so, so, add, so add the other day the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the other day we, we were talking right Jay Hill uh, we Jay Hill sent me and my brother a little text message saying THT for Jeremy Grant I was saying I would jump on it I would jump on it immediately. if you're the Lakers if I'm the Lakers if I'm the Lakers yeah, yeah. I would jump on it and for the yeah. Pistons that makes sense too you're rebuilding you're pulling THT has a uh, tons of potential young guy rebuild have him and see he, if he can turn into a real star and for the lakers i mean jeremy grant thc may have a higher ceiling than jeremy grant but jeremy grant is right now currently a better player than thc yeah, and with the lebron with lebron about to turn 30 37 in a couple of weeks you're in win now mm-hmm. mode man you ain't got time to let thc be, be to be able to develop man so if we're if, if if we're talking about THT and the Lakers are even willing to ship THT, they're definitely buyers because they need to do something about this roster construction. But realistically, I don't think that they'll make any any, any moves until we get until they get to the trade the the buyout market because then I think they'll be they might be able to add a player or two. But if like how you said, if we're including that, then then they're buyers, man. Then they're buyers. But yeah, I, I yeah, just got to see what what they're gonna be able to do. Yeah, yeah. Jay, real quick about LeBron turning 37 next week. Jay, if I'm able to, you know, we both saw the game last night. If I'm able to block a shot or a goal 10, a goal 10, which I have no reason. Uh, how, how That was not a goal 10. But anyways, if I'm able to block a shot at 36 like that, oh, my goodness. Elbow at the rim. That, I was bro, like, damn. He got up. You know, you <laughs> know and I'm not the first person to give – LeBron praise, but that was crazy. I've never seen something like that. That was insane, bro. I can't, I can't, but I, I, I can't believe he's turning. When you said 37, that's shocking, bro. He does not play like a 37 year old man, but uh, this guy ages backwards, but let, let's keep it. Yeah. I agree with you. What you said about the Lakers to, to talk about that. I think they should be holders, but if you can get a deal, like if you can get and the Pistons are willing to give up uh, Jeremy Grant for a THT and, I would you probably have to throw in Kendrick Nunn and maybe a pick or something, but uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. But on the Pistons side of things, I would be re- reluctant to do that. But um, but anyways, uh, let's move it to the Charlotte Hornets, 16 of 14, six seed, battled some injuries, had some guys out due to COVID, Terry Rozier and, and Lamella Ball to to name you know the primary guys. Uh, but but buyers, sellers, or holders, Jay Miles Turner. But <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say, brother. That's exactly. I just I had saying. to add that little caveat, man, because that's are, what I was thinking as I started talking about them, Jay. They are extreme yeah. buyers. They are desperate to buy because that's yeah. who they need. Like that's exactly who. Like the, the Hornets and the Bulls should be fighting each other right now. Jay, they got the wrong Miles right now. <laughs> they got the wrong Miles. They're, well, Miles Plumley. Ooh, <laughs> hey, Miles Bridges from. Uh, Wow. No, man. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. know about that. Miles Bridges. Yeah, I, I really like Miles Bridges a lot, man. Yeah. But I mean, you you know, you know, you know firsthand. He's in your fantasy. Yeah, but hot take, Jay. Hmm. If I'm the if I'm the Pistons, I'm definitely. I'm thinking they're trying to get rid of um, uh, Jeremy Grant to get Miles Bridges back home. That's my, that's my hot take right now to oh, save this, to save that money on the books and make a strong case and strong. Uh, uh, offer to to Miles Bridges in the offseason. That's my hot take of the what they're trying to look toward builds for. Because if you get Miles Turner and Cade and those young dudes there, 
Jeez. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, that would know. be crazy. That's That'll how I'm crazy. thinking. That's what I'm thinking, though, Jay. But anyways, talk more about the the Hornets, though. No, I mean, I was just, yeah. I was just gonna say that I think that I, I think that the the Hornets, you know, bringing a Miles Turner, bringing honestly just any any defensive big man would be great for them. I mean, they they lack very much on on the defensive end, and especially a rim protection man. I mean, they're 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 a small team. Uh, it's just not gonna cut it to have uh, Mason Plumley out there, you know, running yeah. running your five. I think that they need a Miles Turner or a serious serious big to play mm-hmm. some defense. So huge buyers for me, man. Yeah. Jay, and one more thing about the, the the Hornets and why I think they need to be extreme buyers and, and very aggressive this, because I don't want them to end up like another Thunder situation when you had all that talent. And they, I can see the similarities between the two. You have a young Westbrook, you have a young Harden, you have a young K, KD, you have a young LaMelo, you have a young Miles Bridges, you have a young, um, like, Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is fairly young. I think he's like 27, 28, but he's still in the prime of his career. You got all those guys right there. Man, you got to make a move to be competitive and try to to make a run at least to the second round or further in the East this year. So um, I I think they got to, like you said, they got to be buyers this year. So agree with with what what you're putting out there, Jay. Let's push it to the Mavericks, the team who went down last night without Luca, 14 and 14, um, and they've been without Luca for the past few games, I believe a week or so. Yeah. Um, seven, seven CJ. Interested. Another team I'm interested to see what you have to say. Buyers, sellers, or holders for the Mavericks. Buyers, man. Give my guy Luca some help, dog. Like Facts. Luca is out there doing everything on his own. I mean, I, I, I said a little bit of this on the on the on the round table episode one, you know, that we that we had Oku and Junior mm-hmm. on. That was very fun. All of all the fans, make sure you guys go check that out. Yeah. But um, I said this. I said Luca just does too much on that team. Like he needs to bring the ball down court, he needs to get the rebound, he needs to set it set, set the set the play up. Sometimes if the play goes bad and breaks, he's the one that needs to score. Like he needs some help. And I know KP's been stepping up this year but that's just this year man let's get let's get hoop uh let's get hoop let's get luca some on ball help let's have him be able to take a take take a break sometimes and have somebody else besides jalen brunson uh you know be able to bring the ball up court you know again no hate on jalen brunson but the man's like think like six one six two like it's just undersized it's just he's undersized man he's an undersized guard he's an undersized guard and unless he's going to be shooting like stephen curry it's it's hard to be undersized Mm -hmm. in this league man it's a big man league facts no i agree definitely got to be buyers you got to put some help around <laughs> around luca it's just what you need to do you know in order to be competitive in the west man there's a lot of good teams especially at the top um down to the lakers even by past even even the teams below the mavericks right now are gonna could potentially beat them especially without having help for luca i think they're little bit overachieving right now it's even it's hard to say that at 14 and 14 but man they don't got a lot of help for that dude just just give him give him at least something um outside of kp but uh let's talk about the stuttering faltering just it seems like they're getting worse and worse each day not worse and worse but just have been on a huge losing streak playing playing awful honestly Terrible. <laughs> the washington wizards uh 15 of 14 seven seed dropped a long time long a bit a lot from when we had had them as when i asked you as uh about up or down on them being a top three seed jay so what do you think buyers sellers or holders if you're the wizards washington wizards man honestly I, I really liked I really liked the way that you know that, that they came out in this in the in the beginning of the season and both me and you said you know they're not gonna be able to sustain it for an 82 game season but they're you know when you look at the roster the roster isn't terrible but the only thing that you would you would want uh, if you're looking at the roster is a big man you want you want you want a true big man uh, to be able to come in there. I know Thomas I know Thomas Bryant has been out for some time now but I think that even when Thomas Bryant comes back and is like is 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 that guy like I don't know if he can carry them to what they need to be man and with a player like Bradley Beal you got to win man you don't want to waste Bradley Beal and waste away his ears like how Dame is doing in Portland man so honestly for the case for the case of Bradley Beal to be able to seriously win and seriously do something in in the in the playoffs I'm gonna I'm gonna go with buyers and let's get let's get a real big man in there okay okay yeah no I'm I'm agree with that I think you need to be buyers until 
uh, buyers, if you're the, the, the wizards and you've been faltering, you, you started out so hot and you went cold, man. Um, and I think it was maybe just a, a new look and a new outlook for all these guys. And, um, and then it kind of just got real, real quick. I think that was what, <laughs> kind of what a case case of what happened there in, in Washington, DC, but let's keep it pushing. Last team I got you for you in the West. That's the Denver Nuggets sitting at 14 and 14, 500 as the 18 in the West. Man. What you got, buyers, sellers, or holders for them? I'm, I'm just, you know, the same thing as the Clippers. I'm just going to go with holders, man. You have so many key players out right now, man. And mm-hmm. MPJ and Murray and even Jokic is missing miss some games every once in a while. Jeez, you got so many key players. You're, this mm-hmm. this this wasn't your year, you know, like God ordained for you not to win this year. It's all right. It's all good. It's called to watch here. Next year, let's give, let, let, let's give back on the high horses because I think they have a good team. I really do think they have a good team. A lot of, but the team is, I won't, I won't lie to you. The team is a lot of that weighs on MPJ and the way he plays. And if, if he even plays. So I think they have a good team. You know, you don't want to ruin that team. You don't want to ruin the team chemistry. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go holders for now, but they, 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 they definitely need to just to, to, to keep their eyes on that, on, on the market. See, see what's out there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, just, a team who's had a lot of injuries and had a lot of misfortune. And then it's, it's just something It's just a part of the game, man. You gotta, you gotta go through your highs and lows and it'd be, I mean, I'm just interested to see, I think at this point you've invested in the future, you invested in that core of MPJ, Jamal Murray and Jokic. So you got to just hold and, and see what happens um, in terms of getting guys back healthy uh, and then and, and see where it goes from there, which is an unfortunate situation for them. But Jay, I'm gonna actually just go push into. Um, we're we're gonna talk about the 76ers, obviously um, buyers, sellers, or holders for, with the eight seed. And then uh, wh- what do you got for them? 15 and 14 right now. Buyers, sellers, or holders, man. <laughs> the 76. What's up? Yeah. No, no, no. Go on, go the, on, man. The, the man, the 76ers, Jay. You already know what I'm gonna say, Jay. Yeah. Get CJ McCullum over there, man. Yeah. They are buyers. They need CJ. They desperately need a true winning. Uh, I I don't want to. I don't want to hate on Tyrese Maxey, but I just don't think that Tyrese Maxey is gonna is gonna be able to fit this Joel Embiid window. He has a lot of talent. He has a lot, you know, in his in his bag. But you need to win right now with Joel Embiid. How many years of dominance at this level does Joel Embiid have? Mm, maybe three. And that yeah. even might be pushing it, man. So I think that you need someone to fit that window of Joel, fit that window of Andre Drummond, man. And, you know, and bring in another an- another playmaker. Have Let Tobias play a little bit off ball, you know. I know on the on the round one, uh, on the round table episode, episode one, Oku was talking about how sometimes Tobias just has such terrible games. And, some, and sometimes... Honestly, it's because who else is going to shoot on that team? Who else is going to be a playmaking player and you know get to the bucket, get themselves a bu- get themselves a bucket at any time? And if you bring CJ, that that brings somebody right there, right like that. And Toronto's pick and rolls with Joel Embiid, man, buyers, buyers, buyers. Yeah, I'm agree. I'm, I'm gonna say buyers and sellers because you got to get Ben the hell out of there. <laughs> True. Let him let him go, man. Let him go, and then just buy someone, pick up someone to help you compete. Um, you're the eight seed. Right now, I you definitely don't want to be uh, playing on the road, like not having home court advantage the whole se- playoff. So you got to, you got to, got to, got to get in someone there who can fill in. Um, and, and you've seen what Ty, like you said, you've seen what Tyrese can do there at the one. Bring in CJ, man. Put him as your two. And uh, maybe you'd probably have to get rid of uh, Seth, but it is what it is, man. It's just part of the game. Player but, like CJ. Yeah. But uh Jay, and you know, we talked about our buyers and sellers real quick. Last segment we got here is talking about the games, the recaps. We're gonna I'm gonna talk show, read the scores off here from Wednesdays and Tuesdays game. You know, Tuesday we only had, I believe, three games and a lot of games last night. So I'm just gonna give you a rundown of the games we had last night. And Tuesday, and then see what games you want to talk about, man. I know I have a few games here point out already loaded up. I know you got two as well. So let's get right into it. First game we got last night, um, or not the first game, first game we, we have right here is between the Milwaukee Bucks 
And the uh, Indiana Pacers, the Bucks come away with the 114.99 win, led by Drew Holiday's 26 points and 14 assists, man. Dang. Okay, and then we got next game we have here is the Minnesota Timberwolves with a 124-107 uh, win against the Denver Nuggets, man, on the road. 38 points from Anthony Edwards, a career high, 10 three-pointers. My goodness, the dude was in his bag, dog. Um, and then let's push it to the next game. We got the Charlotte Hornets with a 131, uh, 115 win against the San Antonio Spurs. A dominant, huge breakout game. Best game of the season by far from Gordon Hayward with 41 points, five rebounds, three assists, five three-pointers, man. G, G Stacks was in his bag, as Miles <laughs> Bridges said, man. And then a game that I know you're going to be talking about, Jay, the, 10, the Los Angeles Lakers with the 107-104 win uh, against the Dallas Mavericks, man. This, this game was crazy, Jay. This, I, I, I mean, I, I think it was one of the more entertaining games I've seen all season, man. Just the shots that were being made, some just prayers being thrown up, particularly that Maxi Kleba um, bank shot, bro. I was just like, there's no way that shot just went in. But, uh, um, you know, Austin Reeves with the, the the line of the night, in my, my opinion, with uh, 15.7 rebounds and five three-pointers. Um, and I know you wanted to talk about this game, Jay, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it right now. A um, few things first for me that I saw in this game was just number one for the on the Mavs side of things, just to be able to stay in this game, um, especially against, you know, under man without Luca uh, is a, a huge credit to Jason Kidd, who's been doubted, especially in his coaching career. But to be staying in the game with the Lakers, who out far, far the better team, especially without Luca and just the better in team, in my opinion, compared to the Mavericks. Um, to stay in this game, you got to give them a lot of credit. Holding a team like the Lakers, a high-powered offense, um, maybe not so far, but I think they will be when 82 games were said and done uh, to 107 points, and that's plus 48 minutes plus. So that's, you know, Jay, 53 minutes. That's a pretty good line to do. Um, and, and then, you know, a lot of big minutes from Chris Tapps and a lot of those role players. And Jay, the hot take I have to say about this, and we've seen it with the Grizzlies too. My thing in the NBA is teams, by far, the Grizzlies are a great team. And I'm going to be talking about the Grizzlies uh, Blazers game later. Teams are not better. Like the Luka, the Mavericks are a better team with Luka. The Memphis Grizzlies are a better team with Ja. But here's what I have to say is teams and role players might play better without those guys because they get more touches. They're able to get their more rhythm because these guys don't have the ball for an amount of time. So they might play better. They might have bigger numbers. They might just play overall as a better team, but they're not a better team without those guys. So that's just something I wanted to throw out and maybe why the Mavericks were able to stay in this game longer than expected. Um, and ultimately they lost, but Jay, Real quick, that was a long soliloquy, man. Talk about this game, what you saw, my Lakers expert, my guy, bro. What you, was, what you see in this from your Lakers? That was a perfect soliloquy, Jay, because that you broke down exactly, you know, how 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 the game went. And you talked about, you know, I, I funny because I was just shitting on Jalen Brunson earlier in the episode, but mm -hmm. he really stepped up big. You know, he, he stepped up big in his game. And like how you said, Jay, you know, when, when the star player is out, when the player who usually has the ball is out, that just allows other players to be able to step up. And they, they really had that next man up mentality you know uh, Jalen Brunson had 25 points nine assists on 61% from the field 50% from the, from the three-point line like he was the Luca of this game he controlled mm -hmm. the pace of this game his pick and roll was just was just was, was on fire every single time down court he'll run a pick and roll KP snake the screen and then either look for the lob or have that little uh, that little mid-range option is that the, he's a lefty man he'll get to the left shoulder every single time so he just stepped up huge man so Shout, huge shout out to Jalen Brunson. You know, huge shout out to KP as well. 23 points, 12 rebounds. But my problem with KP is, is the same problem I have with AD sometimes. It's the aggression, right? AD, <clears throat> I don't think AD is 7'3", but I think AD is like, seven foot six nine six, six he's a big dude yeah he's yeah, a big dude right. he's a big dude right he's yeah. a big dude at the end of the day he's a big dude and mm -hmm. anyone that's six five and and and, and under 
you if they're guarding you, you need to put them in a post. Stop trying to yeah. take the step. Stop trying to take a fadeaway. Stop trying to take threes. Stop trying to take step backs. Like KP had a good game. Yes, 23 points, 12 rebounds. But my problem with him is when he takes, he's one of seven from the three. Like you're seven three. Like don't you don't need to take seven threes. You know, and yeah. I get it that you could shoot. And if you got it, go ahead and take it. But don't stand in the don't stand in the perimeter, and that's too much of what K, what I saw from KP last game. I just saw him standing around the perimeter too much when he's seven three. He needs to get his butt down there. Like so, there was times Avery Bradley was guarding him in the perimeter. If you're KP, mm-hmm. you need to punish that. You need to go inside, man. So just sometimes I I see a lack of aggression from uh from 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 KP during the game. The same lack of aggression that we see from AD sometimes. So. Let's yeah. talk about, you know, let's talk about AD and his his uh his first half lack of aggression that we've seen so many times in the in the league now. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That that we've seen so many times uh, th- throughout the season so far. I mean, the Mavs are really doubling AD every single time he touched the ball in the first half and it really cooled him down. He had four points in the first half, I believe on on like five shots. And 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 again, a problem that we talked about a couple episodes ago, and I believe it's like two, three episodes ago. We talked about mm-hmm. AD can't have four shots at at, at halftime. He as the nah. most dominant player out okay. there. He needs to be taken over, man. So, so that 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 that's exactly what the Lakers really did in the, in the second in the second half. In the second half they came out playing with a lot much, a lot more, a lot more intensity, man. Honestly, to be real with you, Jay, like as a as like an NBA watcher and as just watching every single game like this is the most intensity I've seen from the Lakers almost all season and I'm talking on both mm-hmm. ends they were rotating on defense they were passing and cutting yeah Jay no I mean I agree with you Jay and and the thing is um this is this is out of all the games that I've seen the Lakers play this is the most joy and camaraderie that I have seen from them you mentioned the passion you talking about this piece but for me it's the last play of that game that showed me how much this team has grown. Number one, the ball movement on that play. You saw LeBron start with the ball. I believe he might have passed it to AD, and then he, it was kicked out to Russell Westbrook in the corner. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking the old Russell Westbrook, you know, he, he, you saw him drive right into the middle of the paint. And to have the it. faith. He would have taken that layup and to have a faith in a rookie to kick him the ball when he could have easily shot the layup and it would have been a tougher shot. You know, you're moving to your right, probably a floater, you're floating it up to kicking it out to a wide open rookie and having the faith in him to make that shot, take and make that shot, man. That just shows me a lot about the growth and the maturity of this team and kind of feeling the things out and being able to play at a better level, man. And this was the most and, and not only that. Once he made it, the celebration of all those veterans and stuff after that, man, just shows me that this team's coming together, man. And I told you before, any team that LeBron, I told, said this in a few episodes, any team that LeBron is on and you, you doubt him, man, you're in for a rude awakening because I think we're starting to see what the Lakers can truly be and why I originally had them, you know, as the, the third seed in the, the West because that's, you know, kind of the, the potential that these guys have to, to, to be. Um, and we saw a little bit about that last night and the resilience coming back and, and winning that on the road. So uh, little, I don't know if you have much more to say after that, Jay. That's just what I'm, I know you're feeling that too. A great game. Just a great game overall. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Like, really like you said, Jay, just that's, that's exactly what you want to see from, mm-hmm. from LeBron, from AD and from Russell Westbrook, the big, the Lakers, you know, big three or whatever, you know, the third three, three sixty. that that's exactly what you want to see is you want to see them be able to bring it. But I just want to add this. I just want to add this. I, I need to see it the next game. Cause it's been too many times. It's just been too many times this season. Lakers just, just had a great game, you know, went home, drank champagne, had a fun time. And then next game just acted like they didn't just play that game two days ago. Yeah. So I just need to see it. A very good, great performance from the Lakers overall, but I need to see it moving forward. Bucks, consistency is key in the NBA, <laughs> in life, but in, life. in the NBA, uh, the, you got to be consistent to be a great team. So, yeah, like you said, Jay, let's see if they can keep it up in the next game. Moving forward to the next game, I'm going to have just a little brief thing to say about this. 124-103 um, win versus, for the Utah Jazz over the Los Angeles Clippers, man. The star, the star of the night or the star of the night uh, is 27 points, six assists, two steals from Donovan Mitchell. And Jay, at what point do we say 
or is Donovan Mitchell in the MVP conversation? Because Donovan Mitchell, these past eight games that they've been eight and oh, I might add, uh, they've been on eight game winning streak. These guys, this guy has been balling, putting up, you know, elite level numbers, man. Jay, this guy has to be considered in the MVP race and an MVP discussion, or it's just a shame uh, if he isn't, man. That's just what I had to add to that, though. This guy's playing at a great, extremely high level. They're the third seed, 20 and seven, too. So no reason why uh, he shouldn't be in that conversation, man. Um Let's move it to the next game. Uh, Atlanta Hawks with the 111 99 win against the mighty Orlando Magic. Um, Trey Young with the yet another stellar performance with 28 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. You know, we talked about why I think, um, well, I talked about why I think Trey right now I'd rather have than Luca. Just, just another example of what he can bring to a team, especially when he's locked in and seeing the game the way he's seeing it. Um, next game we got here is a 101-96 win for the Miami Heat over the Philadelphia 76ers. Stockton's very own Gabe Vincent with a with a great, great performance, man. A career-high 26 points, career-high seven three-pointers, man. Just an example of next-man-up mentality, being a star in your role, stepping up, man. What a great performance. Happy for the dude, man. Being from Cali too, Bay Area guy. Got to gotta always have love for the for the Stockton uh, folks. So shout out game Vincent for that performance, man. Moving on to the next game, uh, the 124-89 win for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are rolling right now for, uh, over the Houston Rockets. Um, the, the standout performance. I'm not gonna even give it to Darius Garland, the guy. I'm gonna give it to Isaac Okoro with the 20 points and three uh three three pointers man he's been great for them you know we've seen their role players are starting to step up and he's very much coming to his, his own jay i love what i'm seeing from young isaac akora though in cleveland man as young as the rest of those young guys um the next game that i'm going to talk about real quick here is the memphis grizzlies with the 113 103 win versus the Portland Trailblazers last night on the on the back on the shoulders of uh, Dylan Brooks with the 22 points, seven rebounds, six assists, man. Um, so just real quick, what I saw, you know, for some reason, I'm just so happy to be wearing Grizzly colors. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, just the Grizzlies, man, a team, like I said, they're not better without Ja, Jay, but they're a team who just has all the role players, all the pieces of a gritty led by Taylor Jenkins, who I believe is one of the best coaches in the league because he gets his guys to play hard and relentless night to night. You know, like you said, the Lakers, you don't know what you're going to expect out of them consistency wise. The Grizzlies, you know, night to night, they coming through your neck, man. That's why I love the Grizzlies. They're so fun to watch the play, man. Dylan Brooks led by him. Um, who is just just their anchor, the defensive anchor, you know, one of the like the heart, I would say the heartbeat of the team, you know, also him and Ja are the heartbeat of the team, man. Just get those guys playing and, and just another great performance from him. Um, and then what I saw from the Blazers side, they can score um, at times, but they just can't get stops, man. And it's just been the story of their season. Um, that size in their backcourt, especially now, I think they're starting Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard. And then they have Norm, who's also undersized at the three-man. Norm is a good defender, but I would never say, you know, Anthony Simons serviceable game. You know, he's not the same uh, with, with his injury and everything. He's very limited and he, he's not the same defender that he can be. So I just think, man, that's that's their biggest downfall right now. It's just defensively, they just get keep getting burned. Like they can be close in a game, and we saw that last night. Like the league and basketball's games of runs. The Grizzlies went on their run. The the uh, the Blazers went on their run, but then we saw in the fourth quarter they just that offense stuttered, and then we know they're not getting stops, man. So you can't win basketball games like that, man. And we saw the same thing. Last night, uh, the night before when they were playing the Suns, um, I know you saw that game and they couldn't get stops against CP. And you and, I, and I'm thinking now, man, Chauncey Billups being the coach that he is, I think it's just more he just got too much. He was too a player too like too short ago where he was letting 
Chris, Chris kind of cooked them too much. And then he said, you know, Dame, you guard him. And then you try to go mano y mano with him, man. No, you got to send doubles. You got to send schemes at him. You got to change the way um, that they play. And the same thing with Dylan Brooks. And he was able to get his own last night, Jay. But I don't know if you want to you want to add anything to what you saw in that game and uh, and any topics or discussions from the, both those teams. Yeah, I mean, Jay, honestly, I just I just want to kind of <clears throat> piggyback on what you were saying as as far as their effort and, and them really bringing it every night. And it, it it really is like the it's not just one through five that has that, you know, that we need a win mentality that we're coming out here grit and grind. No, it's one through 15. Every single player, the players that don't that the players that don't even get that much playing time uh, because you and you would really exemplify that in this game. They had 37 bench points compared to the Portland's 25 bench points. So that's just that's just extremely impressive, man. And it's it's just great to see uh, players stepping up. You know, it's a lot of Desmond Bain was a bench player. And now he's becoming this, you know, Carl, great player, honestly, a great role player has carved himself out of role. Uh, Tyus Jones, honestly, I mean, I talk to you about him all the time, Jay, just the way he takes care of the ball. is just, it's just crazy, man. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak, but I, earlier in the season, I, he was the person that had the least turnovers in the league. I think he had like two or three, and this was like a couple of, this was, was like a month or two into the season, man. So it was just extremely yeah. impressive, man. You know, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, you know, doing his thing. So mm, uh, honestly, yeah. just, just, uh, just shout out to the Grizz man all around bringing it and it's just it's great when you can rely on one through 15 and not just one through eight you know yeah and, and real quick about the grizzlies if i'm any team and i'm talking about any team in the west i do not want to play them in the first round man because no that's way. a scary ass team man that's a scary ass team and they'll give anyone any team in the league and i'm talking warriors Suns, any team in the west problems if they play them in the first round or any any seven game series in the in the West, but uh, let's keep it pushing to the last two games of the night last night uh, on Wednesday the fifteenth December, and the let's talk about the bottom feeder bowl, which was the Pelicans, uh, the nine and twenty one Pelicans versus the Oklahoma City um, Thunder at eight and nineteen, and the Pelicans came away with the one thirteen. 110 uh victory with with a buzzer beater from Devontae Graham man um half court what a shot but uh and and that's the line of the night as well from Devontae Graham uh 15 points four rebounds eight assists and five three-pointers so a very solid line from him um true point guard line if I might add to as well with all those assists um as well so a good win from the Pelicans um, in the bottom feeder bowl, but let's, let's keep it pushing, Jay. Let's talk about the last game of the night, which was the 119-105 victory for the, for the Sacramento Kings versus the faltering, um, stalling Washington Wizards, and led by the back uh, on the back of your guy, which hurt me a little bit. As Jay, for those of the fans that don't know, Jay and I are, are running it right now. We're playing in uh, fantasy this week, so. We're matched up together, but uh, De'Aaron Fox is his, one of the players on his team, and that's the stat of the stat, stat line of the night for this game with 28 points, four rebounds, and four assists on a high-level efficiency too, man. He's been shooting the ball well this week as, as we've been mo both monitoring the stats, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, those are the, that's the recap of the games uh, for, for, uh, for Wednesday night in the league. But let's talk real quick about, you know, there wasn't very many games on uh, on Tuesday. So we'll talk about real quick about briefly about those games. Um, first game of the night was the Golden State Warriors 105-96 win over the uh, New York Knicks led by, you know, the man, Stephen Curry, five, five three-pointers. Um, but that's not even what we got to talk about. Obviously, he broke the record in that game, and we talked about that at the beginning of the episode, man. But I just want to talk about this game because this is the first time where I've truly seen – well, not the first time, but this is a concern of mine about the Warriors and how they're scoring the ball. Obviously, one thing about this game that I noticed is uh, after the game, after Steph broke the record, the, the energy just was, like, sucked out of the, the building, man. The game was just trash after that. Um, we saw the, the Knicks come out and were, you know, coming toe, toe to toe with, with the, uh, 
with the Warriors, but on their side of the ball, I just thought they don't really have scores. They, they, when you do, they're a team who does it by committee. So they kind of really have no kind of set roles and that's cool, but it's hard to play that way because in the league, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from night to night. So if a guy's odd, if, if everyone's off, where you, where your points going to come, you know, you scored 96 points um, and you see, when you do it by committee is what I'm trying to say. It's tough. And that's what we saw. You know, Julius Randle had a tough first half. We saw him come on against against in, in the second half. And he I feel like he likes, you know, that Draymond Green matchup. Honestly, we saw him going at it. And a lot of players don't like matching up with Draymond. But I think Julius Randle is a guy who really reg- relishes that physical contact. And he kind of has, you know, a friendship with Draymond. And I think that that brings the best out of him. And we saw him put in work in the second half there. So that was good to see because he was uh, looking pretty bad in the first half. But, man, on the, the just real quick on the Warriors side of things, Jay, this is the first time where – the second time where I've kind of seen them kind of struggling to find baskets. And I don't know if that was a record and that kind of distraction um, or it's just this tough road game or it's coming in. To the game you know their flight being delayed the same day and we heard about that but uh it'll be interesting to see but they got a problem solver who may be returning to the roster on on next monday so if clay thompson comes in i think he can solve a lot of problems man uh for offensively so we'll see what happens with that jay but real quick you want to add anything to that i know we talked a little bit about the record and that but you want to add anything you saw in that game my boy bielitsa 14 points, okay, 100% from the field, 100% yeah. from the three. Man, I've Jay, I've been raving about it. He was 100%? 100, but he didn't miss one Ooh. shot. He did Bielitsa. not miss one shot. He, he, he hears missed, that noise. He only missed the two free throws. That's it. But, okay, but, okay. but but regular shots, field goals, and threes did not miss, man. Was five for five from the field, four for four from three. Just extremely impressive out there, man. Honestly, yeah. like I've been raving about Bielita since you guys have got him. And the, my concern was was him on defense. But like how you said, though, Jay, like the, the Warriors can – they have so many other lineups to be able to – Instead of having a Bielitsa out there, have a, have a Kevon Looney, a, a, a big that be, is able to throw the you know here the throw the lob, catch a lob, and all that. But I mean, I mean, honestly, man, I think Bielitsa the biggest reason why he's stepping up like this is he he hear that Kaminga noise. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Kaminga is stepping up, and Bielitsa's mm-hmm. like, I don't want I don't want to lose my spot. I need yeah. to do something, man. So that's mm-hmm. I, I just had to give I him agree. a shout out for that, man. No, I agree, Jay, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, just a game that lost a lot of injury. and But, no, Bielita, great shout-out. Yeah, no, he was putting in work, and I agree. Here's that communion noise. But the last two games um, of the night, real quick, the last game was, you know, the 111 – or this was the last game of the night, but there's one more game we got to recap. The 111-107, great game as well. Um, victory for the Phoenix Suns over the tra- Trailblazers, um, led by Chris Paul, 24 points. Eight rebounds, 14 assists, three steals. Man, what a line, man. Guys put in work. The true general himself, CP3. So that's a big win for the for the um <clears throat> for the Suns there. And then the last game of the night, Jay, a game you I know you're gonna talk about and touch on here. Brooklyn Nets on the, at home with the 131, 129 victory of those gritty against those gritties, Toronto Raptors, um, in overtime led by Patty Mills with 30 points made on seven three-pointers. Man, Jay, what did you see in this game, man? What a game. And what a game, dog. Like, so, like such a well-fought game with nine lead changes. And, you know, honestly, like throughout this season so far, the Raptors have been pretty inconsistent as far as who shows up, as far as who's that guy on the nightly basis. But this game was the total opposite, man. Four of the five starters scored more than 23 points, like 23 points or more. That's that's extremely impressive, man. They're really putting it up. And that was led by Fred. Fred at 31 points, nine assists, 43% from the field. Pascal, 25 points, 60% from the field. Scotty Barnes, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 60% from the the three, 75% from the free throw line. Extremely aggressive. You got to the free throw line uh, around like eight times. And honestly, I'm not just saying this because Kawhi was on the Raptors, but he really reminds me of Kawhi. Like, he really, really reminds me of Kawhi Leonard because of his defense. Like, he – 
is a rookie and he is guarding KD. That's his assignment. Like rookie what, of the year, Jay. Ah, I, I, you know who you know who's on the Cavs, Jay. Yeah, you know who's on the Cavs, I, I just had to see. I just had to see the temperature. I just had to gauge <laughs> the temperature. But but you yeah, know man, who's on the Cavs, Jay. I, I like Scotty Barnes so much, but man, Evan Mobley is just. I think it's just a whole nother level. But yeah. I mean, for, for 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 a coach, for an NBA coach to know, all right, cool. Like here's a defensive assignment, Kevin Durant. For yeah. a rookie, Ooh. like you have to have so much trust into that, and you have to know that yeah. he is just gonna be a great player, man. So honestly, shout out Scotty Barnes. But the same way mm-hmm. that the uh the starting lineup looked great, the bench was awful, man. The bench scored 16 points combined, and you know, mm-hmm. in these in these close in these close games, the bench production is huge. And honestly, that's the biggest reason I think the Nets even were able to pull off this victory, man. You know, they had they had 28 points off the bench uh compared to compared to the Raptors 16. They really had that next man up mentality, man. It really started with with, with Kessler Edwards, he had 17, 17 points, 10 rebounds, shot 58% from the field. And then, and then David Dukes, man, David Dukes Jr. Had, had 10 points, 13 rebounds, just players who usually don't get playing time really stepped up, but nobody, you said it, Jay, you, you talk about the Aussie. Patty, man, Ooh. nobody stepped up more yeah. than him, dog. You know what? Like Patty Mills is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but man, I wasn't expecting this. In this type of performance yeah. from Patty, I was not expecting, man. And he stepped up big because the Nets usually don't need him to, to put up a 30-point performance because they usually have yeah. Harden or they usually have KD. But now with them missing, they were missing seven players in this game. He stepped up huge, man, and became that second scoring option, set up the offense, controlled the pace, and honestly – he allowed KD to get 34 points. He allowed KD to get 34 points because of because the defense had to focus so much energy on him, man. So honestly, shout out Patty, shout out KD. KD with his 14th career triple double, 34 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, and I'll be remiss if I didn't talk about my boy Nicholas Claxton, man. 16 points and 80% from the field. Play him more or trade him because he's gonna yes. be a real star in this league. That's what I think, Jay. Yeah, no, I agree, man. No, great, great summary of the game, man. And no, I think Kevin Durant put in definitely an MVP worthy season. Uh, about and I think it's right now, honestly, it's neck and neck between him and Steph, and even Jokic, I think, should be more in discussion. But I think it's really, you know, people declaring one person MVP at this point, you know, probably a little bit more than a quarter of the season away. I think that's way too far fetched because all these guys are having great perform great seasons right now so we just i'm excited to see how, how it pans out but no what a great game there in brooklyn man but we saw KD with some huge buckets there in, in the fourth in that clo- in closing time as he always does and as we're used to seeing from the dude but um but yeah jay that that kind of wraps up our recaps of the games from wednesday and tuesday man but let's do real quick our picks for tonight um tonight's night yes for sir. thursday Let's Thursday get night, it. few games on the schedule. Few games. All right. So the first game that we got, Jay, is the Detroit Pistons versus the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Indiana Pacers, man. They need this one too. So um, they've been they've been having had a few closer games, um, and I think they definitely know they need to win this game. And the, we know what the Pistons are playing like and <laughs> the struggles they've been having. Yeah. But Cade has been balling, though. I will say that. Cade, Cade's definitely been balling, man, but they are on a 12-game losing streak, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go I think it's going to continue. I think it's going to go to 13, so yeah, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and go the Pacers on this one. Next game of the night, Jay, is we have the Brooklyn Nets versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to go with the Nets in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a good game, very close game, um, but I just think greatness of KD, even an underman roster, I think they still, they're still going to, he's going to put in work and the other role players are going to step up. We see. We think we're going to see another stellar game from uh, P. Mills. But who yeah. you got, Jay? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jay. I think I think the 76ers are really struggling right now, and KD is going to be able to take advantage of that and really take it to him, man. But all right, Jay. So the next game, next game of the night will be the New York Knicks versus the struggling Houston Rockets. <clears throat> I got the Houston Rockets in this one actually, um, with with the with maybe an upset win, but they've been playing pretty good basketball obviously last night they got handed to them by by the Cavs but they've been just running things anyway themselves so I think the cat the Rockets are going to be able to put together a great performance against those guys and, and come out with a victory in Iowa. all right and then last game of the night Jay is going to be the Suns versus the Wizards 
I got the Suns in that one. I think just a better team, a team who's rolling best, best in the West, class of the West, and one of the better teams in the league too. And I think that's going to continue tonight against the faltering Wizards. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, Jay. I got, I got the Suns. But real quick, Jay, so there's supposed to be another game, supposed to be Bulls versus nah. Raptors, but it's getting postponed. So we don't have to get crazy deep into this because we just wrapped the episode up. But let me just ask you something, Jay. I heard yesterday on the ESPN broadcast, um, Mark Jackson said he doesn't doubt the possibility of another bubble. But just real quick, like, would you, is that a, like a real thing? Because in my mind, I was like, holy snap, that might happen. Yeah. Because like so many players are going out on the Hornets, the Bulls, and it's just going to keep happening. That's how this thing works. Do you think, yeah. that's, you think it's possible? I, mm, it's hard to say logistically. It, it's a possibility, though. If the question, yeah, Jay, if the question is a possibility, I think it's possible, man. But yeah. I think, I, I think the NBA is going to avoid the try to avoid that at all costs. Like, if they even got to do like a little bit less capacity, which we saw the, the Raptors are doing 50% capacity, if they got to do something like that or, anything to avoid the bubble because they they at the end of me at the end of the day they got to make money they got to make revenue and they lose a lot of revenue if they try to do a bubble with no fans and all that man so i think they're going to try to avoid that at all costs yeah man honestly even in my opinion even if you got to like suspend the season for like a week or something like yeah. that like, like everyone yeah. quarantine for a week Facts. i think it's worth it better than going to another bubble man i agree i agree Man, we can't we can't have nah, I'm not <laughs> trying to see another bubble, man. <laughs> man, all no. right, man. Well, Jay, this is another great episode, man. Just excited to just keep keep Back. doing these episodes, keep pushing it out, man. You got any last words you want to say here before we sign off? No, brother. Um, as usual to the fans, follow us on Instagram, uh, give us a like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, get a, at us on Twitter. All of this at Clutch Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Just Clutch Talk on YouTube, man. We appreciate the support. We really appreciate you tuning in. Um, we appreciate the engagement, man. Keep keep messing with us, man. And we're going to keep continuing to push out the content, man, because we love what we do. Um, we love bringing you news and, and the best kind of sources and, and, and go-to talk in the NBA, man. So that's all I got to say. Facts, man. I ain't got nothing more to say, man. So that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Thanks.